Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Show Me How Good It Gets. I'm your host, Malvika. Hello, 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 beautiful people. I am in such a good mood today that I could sing. Like, I feel like singing from the rooftops, but I actually cannot sing. I'm a very bad singer, so I won't do that to your poor little ears. But thank you for clicking play on this episode. It means the world to me. I am so incredibly excited about today's episode. And why I'm in such a good mood is because I was on a walk this morning and I had a literal light bulb moment. Like, I want to call it a stroke of genius, but that would, (laughs) that is a bit dramatic. It's more of just, I had an idea and I felt new and different and exciting. And this hasn't happened to me in a while. I've just been feeling really uninspired lately, but I have a notes app on my phone where instead of journaling every day, which I wish I could be one of those people that journaled every day. I kind of was this last school year. I would like set my intentions in my planner every morning. Very cool girl. I'm not that anymore this summer, kind of a hot mess, but Every time I have a moment where I learn something very cool or I meet someone super exciting or anything happens to me that I'm just like, wow, I need to document this. I open up my notes app on my phone and I just write a couple words. If I'm with people, I don't want to spend a lot of time just looking like I'm on my phone texting. So I won't do that, but I will jot it down so I can journal on it later or ruminate on it later. And it's been a great way to just get my thoughts out of my brain onto something else, especially because I have the worst memory of anyone I've ever met. My memory is very bad. So it's a great way to capture these little special moments in my life. I call them paradigm shifts. They're like moments which kind of reframe my own world for me. They're very special. One of my friends who's religious calls them God moments where she she feels like this universal energy coming to her, right? Like everyone has these little moments that they're like, holy crap, that was so cool. So I have those in a notes app on my phone, which I often journal about. I thought it would be really cool to sit down with my notes app on my phone, with my journal in front of me, and just talk about certain different entries I've made. I don't know. Is that cool? It's going to be very personal. And I don't know if other people really want to hear these little paradigm shift moments that I have that are really special in my own life. But I thought it would be cool and different, interesting. I've never seen anyone do anything like this. I think it'll be a really cool keepsake for myself to have a few years down the line to look back on. Now I'm pretty excited. Right now I'm sitting in my parents' walk-in closet. And when I was little, I thought every closet can be a walk-in closet if you try hard enough. And while I still think that statement is true, this is a pretty cramped space. So I'm actually, okay, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a little bit comfortable before I start talking. Okay, sorry. Sorry if that like echoed in your ears a lot. Okay. I have a little more space now. I was sitting crisscross applesauce, but that was starting to hurt my legs. Okay. So I don't know if other people like this idea, but I thought it would be super fun, especially because some of these big moments that I want to journal about have been huge sources of learning or of inspiration or of relief. Very special moments. Let's see where this goes. I think I'm going to go backwards in chronological order. So like from most recent to a month or two ago. Okay. I don't also know what I'm going to title this episode. Maybe like paradigm shifts. I'm not sure. The first one is, for context, I am moving 
to Chicago, Illinois for my PhD in the fall, and I am very nervous. And I'd gone to San Francisco a couple weekends ago to meet a couple of my friends, stay over with them. And we were, I was staying at their house and I got to their house and then we were going to go out to dinner. We had reservations. So we go to the BART. The BART is Bay Area Rapid Transit. It's like the public transportation system in San Francisco. We go, we get to the train and like we get in, we sit down. Everyone's asking me if I'm nervous about moving to Illinois. And I'm like, God, yeah, I'm so nervous. I am anxious that I'm not going to make friends. I'm not going to find my people. I'm living alone for the first time in my life. I've really only been to Illinois one weekend in my life when, I, when they flew me out to visit. And Northwestern has a beautiful campus, but I'm nervous about the wind and how cold it's going to be. And I've never lived in the Midwest before. I'm just like rattling off all these things, like almost spiraling. And they're like, oh, no, you'll be fine. Like, you'll make friends. You thought that before college and you made friends in college. And they're like being really reassuring to me. And I said, yeah, I think I know logically that this is all true, that I'm going to be fine, that I'm going to meet people that I'm very excited about that I don't even know yet. And I know all of these things logically, but I wish I could talk to myself in the future and ask her if it's going to be okay. Like nowadays, I think so often I wish I could just talk to my 17 year old self for one minute and just tell her, hey, listen, kid, you're going to be fine. You're about to meet some of your best friends. You're about to learn so much. You're about to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life. I wish I could go back and tell her that, but I can't. And I was telling them that, that I feel this overwhelming anxiety of, I need to know what's going to happen. I don't do that well with uncertainty. And we're talking, we're talking. We reach the stop we're about to get off at to go to the dinner. We step out of the train and I kid you not, this BART station was decked out in Illinois posters, like completely covered floor to ceiling. Every pillar was covered in ads of, I think it's called like exploreillinois.com. I don't know, not sponsored. Everything was just covered in ads. Like the floor we were walking on, it said Illinois, Illinois, Illinois. The like ceiling, the, oh my God, it was just insane. We look around and everyone looks at me and my friend Aurora looks at me dead in the eyes and goes, that's a sign. That's future you talking to you. And I know a lot of you anti-woo-woo people are going to be like, okay, coincidence. And it is. It is a coincidence, right? But I've never seen ads for Illinois, for Illinois, for a whole state in the city of San Francisco. I've never seen that. And in that moment, I'm looking around. I got goosebumps. Like, I really got chills. It was the most insane experience. We all look at each other don't even talk for a second. I mean, none of us had ever seen anything like it. They said they went to that station pretty often. It was never decked out like that. Like these were all new ads that were put up. It was just the most insane thing. And in that moment, I felt like, you know what? I don't know if future me has my back or past me has my back, but I just need to trust that I made this decision for a reason and it's going to work out. And it was all this advice I give you guys on what we focus on expands and show me how good it gets. And it really reframed my attitude back into my positive thinking instead of my anxious spiral. Now, it was a completely magical moment. And I feel silly telling the story to people because I'm sure they're like, okay, woo-woo girly, like I'm sure this happened, but it really did. And I have photos. I took photos of the station so I can post it on the show me how good it gets Instagram if no one believes me. But 
it was just insane. And I like sent that picture to my parents immediately as I was in the station. And my dad replies like, it's a sign. It was just, it was super cute. That, it, it just, it meant something to me. And it, it meant, I don't even know how to explain it, but it, it was really special. And I, I wanted to share that little feeling with you guys because I think even if this is complete woo-woo, it really goes to show that if you want to look for signs, there are signs. And our filtering system in our brain works. Maybe I've seen Chicago and Illinois ads my whole life, but it never registered for me till right now, you know? But it goes to show that when you're looking for something, when you're telling your brain to look out for something, you will see it. So if you just tell your brain to look for the good, you will find the good. If you tell your brain to look for a sign, you will find a sign. And if the sign puts you in a better mood, so be it, you know? Ugh, it just, it meant a lot to me. And even everyone around me was like, whoa, it was crazy. Okay, I think I've spent a lot of time on that one. In my notes app, I just written Bart Illinois Station. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't really journal about that later. I journaled about my own anxieties about the future and how I can kind of calm myself down. But that was, that was one going through. Some of these are super personal, so I won't read them on a podcast that's going to be on the internet forever. But let me look if there is, oh, oh my God. I actually do really, really want to talk about this. I have been for kind of my whole life so in awe of the people that can do ceramics. They get behind the wheel and they throw these beautiful mugs and pots and bowls. And I just thought they were the coolest people alive. And for some reason, I had an inkling that I'd be good at it. I really like art. I like music. I cannot sing once again, but I love all of these things. And I saw people with their little wheel making these beautiful pottery pieces. And I thought, you know what? I can do that. Spoiler alert. It is so much harder than it looks. It requires so much more strength than you think it will take. It just is very hard. I think I did end up making some really beautiful pieces, but just I'm embracing all of you who are going to go take a ceramics class. It's hard. Some people are naturals. I was not a natural. It was so difficult. But I'm a big believer that you don't have to be good at your hobbies. You have to enjoy your hobbies. And I think over time, I actually got a lot better. And I've made some really beautiful mugs and bowls. And I, it's hard. And I haven't made anything very tall. I'm not very good at making things tall yet. But it's just an incredible learning experience. And at the beginning of 2022, two of my friends and I decided this would be our year, our semester. We were going to start going to the ceramic studio down the street. And these are my two friends, Annie and Kyle. I love you guys. Doing ceramics taught me so many things. It taught me how little upper body strength I have. It actually requires a great deal of arm strength. It taught me some things about physics were put into play, which was exciting. I don't know. I'm an engineer. And most importantly, it taught me detachment. Detachment from the outcome, right? Because some pieces turned out well, some pieces didn't. Let me walk you through the process of making something. You go, you get a new piece of clay. You make sure it doesn't have air bubbles in it. You throw it onto the center of the wheel, and then you put in hard work and love and admiration and dedication to make this a beautiful bowl. And sometimes, even with all the work and love, there is an air bubble that you couldn't help, or it gets off center, which you couldn't help, and you have to throw it into the slot bin and go get a new piece of clay to work with. And sometimes you put in all this love and dedication and hard work and you get a bowl you really, really love and it's perfect. 
And the thing is, if you don't put in the love and dedication and you're distracted the whole time you're making the bowl or you're focused on the person behind you or in front of you or talking to the person beside you, that thing's going to get off center. It's going to be bad. You're going to have to go get a new piece of clay. You got to be focused. You got to do the work. And sometimes you do all the right things and it still doesn't work out. (laughs) And you have to go put it in the slot bin and get a new piece of clay. But that wasn't a waste. It was a learning experience. And that clay will go on, have its own life. And the more I did this almost meditative practice of detaching from the outcome, it was like, I don't care if I get a good bowl at the end of this. I'm going to learn something from this. It changed my freaking life. Like, now I view relationships and dating differently. Okay, learning experience. It didn't work out. Okay, what did I learn from that? It changed the way I viewed my career, viewed interviews. Okay, it didn't work out. Practice interview. Good for me. It just, it was such a mindset shift. It was such a paradigm shift for me that I'm not putting in the work just for this one outcome. I'm putting in the work and if I get lucky and it gets good at the end, good for me. Pat on the back. And if it doesn't, that's fine. Another bowl is coming. I'm going to make another good bowl. For me, it was very poetic. It was deeply meditative, almost spiritual. I loved taking this freaking ceramics course. It was amazing, okay? Like, if you at any point in your life can, it actually wasn't a course, it was open studio, I guess, but if at any point in your life you can just enter a ceramic studio and get your hands dirty, I highly suggest you do it. It is so much fun, great learning experience, helps you with detachment. So, yeah, that was, it was a big moment for me and it really changed my mindset, so. I hope even just the retelling of that story helps you a little bit because I know it helped me and helped so many of my friends. I went back and told all six of my sweet mates. I was like, guys, I have a story. Okay, I just took a water break and I read through my journal and no time passed for all of you, but a little bit of time passed for me, which is really cool. And I know what I want to talk about next. This was actually a huge paradigm shift for me. And I don't even think I fully unpacked all of it yet. It just says in my notes app, John math. And I haven't even written about it. I haven't, I could have a thousand conversations about this. So maybe this will be really interesting and you guys will write to me with your thoughts in my DMs. I would love that. I would super love that. So at the end of my engineering pedagogy class this past year, during our final class session, I got to interview a bunch of professors from my college. And I had this one conversation with my math professor. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy, leveraging over 100 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need indeed. Sir John, that was so enlightening. We 
had a long conversation about how he got into academia, his joys, his passions, his excitements, his favorite research he's done, his favorite papers he's published, all of these great things. And then at the end of it, I was telling him my own journey with figuring out I wanted to do a PhD and I wanted to do research and I see myself becoming a professor in the future. And it was a great conversation. I really, really love him and admire him. And I was telling him how I got offers from tech companies. And I'm, I'm thinking a lot about my role in this world and the impact I make. Impact is a key word here. And just ethical concerns. And I, I was just kind of word vomiting at him, really. And he told me a story about doubt. I feel a lot of doubt in my life, I will say. He said he was waking up that morning and he turned on the news as he was getting ready. And the news came on and it was about the horrors happening in Ukraine. And he was getting ready and he just paused and he looked up at the TV. And he thought, what if all the math knowledge in the world was removed? These people wouldn't be dying right now. The weapons wouldn't be working because weapons require math and engineering and these things he teaches, right? He teaches at an engineering school. And he's looking at all these horrors happening on the TV screen. And that's all he can think of. How his profession enables engineers to do the work they do, which enables these weapons to be created and to become more and more dangerous, right? And he said his eyes walled up and he could not stop thinking about whether or not he's making a good impact in this world, whether he's creating ethical, transparent, honorable engineers. And my God, was that a paradigm shift for me? I thought professors are doing such good work. They can't be feeling any doubt about their career. They can't be wondering or pondering about their impact they're making because they're doing the best thing. And to hear him articulate his doubt so vividly and articulate his concerns about the work he's doing, I guess it, it made me so appreciative of how reflective he was and it made me feel comforted that everyone feels doubt. And I'm not even sure all of the emotions it made me feel, but it opened up a whole new world inside of me. Things exist with nuance. Things exist in a system of other things. Everything is so interconnected. And engineering education needs to have an ethical component. I believe that so strongly. I believe that in my bones, no tech work can be happening without ethical work happening alongside it. And wow, it really reshaped a lot of the way I think about being a professor. And I'm so appreciative of the way he conveyed those like really vulnerable feelings to me. It was incredible. And oh, I should write him an email. I miss him. If you have any thoughts on that conversation, please DM me. I am dying to talk about it with someone. So I would love to. And lastly, I want to end on a really happy paradigm shift. This is the best piece of advice I've heard for single people who want to be dating someone. I have a lot of friends, right? They're like single right now, but I'm on all the apps and I am giving my number to people and I'm really trying. I'm really, really trying. And while I do believe 
that finding someone to date does require like a level of energy and effort. The best advice I heard was act like you're going to meet the love of your life in a year. Act like it. Just tell yourself, I'm going to meet the love of my life in a year. And then what would you do? Then, oh my God, you would make the most of being single. You would go on all these spontaneous trips with your friends and you would do the most fun things and you would embrace the peace of being single and embrace the spontaneity and the fun and just really love and live your life. Because then when you get in a relationship, you're going to look back and like, oh, my, my single time was so fun. I was so fun then. I was just going out. I was meeting people. I was doing things. Just tell yourself that. And I heard that advice a couple months ago, and that's really what I've been doing. And it has changed my outlook. It's so magical. And then this morning I was on a walk with my friend Rhea, and I was telling her that. And she was like, that's amazing because that's kind of subconsciously what she was doing. She was just living her life, happy single. And I really believe the happier you get single, the better partner you will eventually find because you'll want to find someone that's not just filling a void. You'll want to find someone that makes you better and happier And even though you love your current routine, I add something to it. Like at the end of the day, I don't want to be dating someone who's constantly dating someone and they're just dating me to fill a void. They're dating me because I'm adding something to their life because they find me special in some way, right? So uh, Rhea was telling me that's exactly what she did with her own life subconsciously because she was just living her life. She went to Cabo with a couple of friends. She met a mutual friend. And they started dating because she was not even in that mindset. Everyone says like, oh, when you're not looking for it, it'll find you. And that's really what happened to her. She just went to Cabo with her friends to have a good time. And she was having such a good time. She didn't even realize this one guy was flirting with her. Who, by the way, I love her boyfriend. And then, yeah, things happen. Things kind of fall into your lap sometimes when you're happy and yourself. And she was joking around like her normal self. She was doing things she just would do, not to impress anyone, but just to have fun. And I think that's when you find the most authentic connection. So that's what I want to leave you on. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode. It's definitely different from anything I've seen, anything I've done, but I thought it would be a fun way to involve all of you in my thoughts and my feelings and my thought processes. So I really hope you enjoyed this. If you like it, I have so much more where this came from. So I would love to do more episodes like this. I could do one a month if that feels exciting to people. Or I can not do a lot more of these if that feels exciting to people. So just let me know. I love your feedback. I love your DMs after you listen to an episode. It really means the world to me. And I'm so lucky that you guys are a part of the Show Me How Good It Gets family. And that's a wrap. Thank you guys for hanging out with me and listening to this week's episode. If you want more... Follow at Show Me How Good It Gets podcast. I read all the DMs I get on there. And then my personal Instagram account is at MalvikaBot and my TikTok is at MalTalks. If you're listening on Spotify, please leave us a rating, preferably a five star rating. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I hope you can write us a fun little review and write us there as well. Once again, thank you guys for hanging out. See you next week. Bye bye.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.